I want to just kind of walk into, you'll notice that these uh, bookmarks on your seats. And on the back, there are our five core values, and we want to step into those in these next 40 days, and a little bit of an understanding and revelation of what God's stirring, all of our community groups. Can I just get you to give a great big thanks to our group leaders for setting up all the tables and everything they have. Well, we just appreciate the hard work early in the morning, making it all happen. I saw the redemption group, is that what it was called, has the before and after pictures out there. And uh, they actually took a picture, they have a picture of me from when I was back in the day uh, before I came clean and came to know the Lord. And so uh, they've got several before and afters there. I know our young adults aren't necessarily a community group, um, but they've got a a table up there just for the young adults because it's a new launch and we're actually meeting at my house a week from tonight, if you're a young adult, and we're going to take the polar plunge. Swimsuits are required, but the polar plunge will be amazing. It's going to be amazing. So years ago, I read this article, and it was really an interesting article. I've referenced it often. Many of you will have heard what I'm about to say. It's so relevant to today. A lot of you have not heard me say this before, but I, I want you to just kind of process this very important bit of information. It, was, it, was, it wasn't an article on theology, it was a, an, an article on a, just a sociological expression, sociological understanding. The top three things people love to hear you say. Three phrases, worldwide, this is like worldwide, any nation of the world, the number one phrase people love to hear, I love you. Just go ahead and tell somebody, they need to hear it today, they love to hear it, just tell them, I love you. Just give them a kiss on the lips if you want to, go ahead. It's a good way to get to know a stranger. (laughs) I love you. That's the number one, that's the number one thing people love to hear. So that's where we're starting today with outrageously loving what that means. But but let's let's talk through these three statements because they're all very vital to what we're wanting to accomplish as a church family. Number one, I love you. Number two, you're forgiven. Some of you had a rough morning, just go ahead and tell them, you're forgiven, it's okay. I'm not gonna hold that against you, Uh, you're forgiven. So number one, I love you. Number two, you're forgiven. And number three, let's eat. It's the favorite phrases that everybody loves to hear. Isn't it interesting that the favorite phrases that kind of emerge out of the core of our existence speak to our design by God. We were born to be loved, forgiven, and to find community and connection and relationship together. Very important that we understand that, particularly with our community group leaders providing space for everybody to understand. Some groups meet every week, some groups meet every other week, some groups meet Wednesday night, some Sunday, some Saturday, some Thursday, some different nights, different days. Um, We actually have a a Bible study group during the day on Wednesday. Uh, I don't think I'm allowed to come to that for some reason, but uh, that's a group going on, and uh, I think it's a ladies' group. Is that right? Somebody help me. (laughs) I'm dying up here. So anyway, uh, I'm going to... Aunt Loretta will show up to that someday. Some of y'all know who Aunt Loretta is. But, but as we walk through this whole understanding of how God's designed us for more than just flying solo, uh, then you know, it's making those relational connections that really help us start to understand what the kingdom of God 
is really all about. And so I want us to look into that today, walk this out today. Um, last week, I asked everybody to write down three names for those of you who were here, and we're praying for three people. This year, we're praying for three people, and we're believing God for their salvation. We're believing God for them to be awakened to the kingdom of God. How many of you are glad that you're born again? Come on, I am so thankful for the love and the power of Christ. I'm so thankful for some of the newbies that have just come to know Christ. Jason uh, was talking to me. He'll be in the second service, and I think he's just now been clean for 60 days or less. But God is turning his life around. He just got another job opportunity. Come on. We celebrate. And then, you know, there are those that not, haven't just been walking with the Lord for 60 days, but they've been walking with the Lord for 60 years. How many of you know with God, there's always room to grow? There's always more He has for, he, that He wants for us to learn. And we don't just learn that on our own. You'll never grow, please hear this, you'll never grow spiritually mature on your own. It's not good for man to be alone. So we need each other, and we need to understand this design, the layout, and as we then find our five-foot circle, the connection that people around us, then we begin to pray for them and ask God to awaken His desires in their hearts. Uh, last week, I shared how Dwight Moody believed God for 100 of his friends to come to know Christ. He made a list of 100 names, 96 of them. He got an A. 96 of them came to know Christ before he died. And then when he got to heaven, he found out he actually got an A+, because the final four accepted Christ at his funeral. See, I'm not just hoping people come to know Christ. I'm really engaged in being a part of the rescue team. We're not just called to be free. We're called to be freedom fighters. And we do that best when we function together as a family. And that's what this is really all about. So here we are in 2019, and I'm, I'm asking you to accept a 90-day challenge, a 90-day focus. We're the first 30 days. We're just observing. We're discovering. Who's God placed within our five-foot circle? It's 24,000 miles around the globe. We're, we're not focusing on that circle because I can't control that, but I can control five feet around me. Who are the, five, who are the people in the five-foot circle around you that God's entrusted to your care? And in the first 30 days, you're just praying about who that is and you're praying for them. Then the next 30 days, we're going to take serving those people on purpose after we've prayed for them. Who is it that God's entrusted to our care that I've been praying for? Now I want to minister to them, love them, write cards to them, make sure that they know I'm thinking of them, anything I can do to serve their life. And then the final 30 days of that 90 days is then we move into inviting them into our life, invite them into coffee, invite them to dinner, invite them into how you seek God, Bible study. Maybe they would be open to knowing what turn the page is really all about. That is so important to us in this church family, and it's on this card, the turn the page challenge explained. It's just so simple to develop a lifestyle of seeking God that becomes a legacy that your children can understand, ultimately, that they can embrace. And so uh, inviting them in, inviting them to church, you know, after 90 days, it'll be about Easter time, and there'll be a lot of people that you're in relationship with that'll be looking for where to show up. And so we want to make sure we're doing everything we can to win people around us to the Lord Jesus Christ. So I, wanna, I want you to think about this today. God is not just loving. God is love. He's not just loving. It's not just a characteristic of who He is. God is love. That means when we hear the voice of God, we've heard the voice of love. And when we are near God, we are near love. How many of you know, how many of you are just thinking about it? You've ever been, whatever the scenario is, you've been in the presence of love. 
right? I, I, I know when Charlie and Dee Dee Glaze came, and, and here they are, elders of the church, and, and they're at least 50 now, uh, right here on the... <laughs> and, and when you get in the presence of Charlie and Dee Dee, I mean, like, they don't even care. They make out right in front of everybody. How many years you've been married? 51 years of marriage, and they're still macking. Come on. I just want to say... You're an inspiration. Come on, go for it right there. You may kiss. Oh, she's pulling him in. Easy, easy. <laughs> it's just funny, though, because I remember when I first got around them and I started thinking, you know what? One day Tracy and I are going to be married as many years as they are married, and I want our marriage to be full of romance. I want our marriage to be full of friendship and affection and all the qualities and characteristics. You know what? You get in the presence of love, it begins to change your life. Now, this is the thing I want you to know. When you get in the presence of God, it begins to change your life. God is love. And I've learned this. When I neglect being in the presence of God, I become more hateful. You can call it what you want. You can dress it up. But how many of you know if it's not love, it's hate? I become more judgmental. I become less patient. Uh, And many times that's what's happening now. I'm finding myself being impatient, and then I just think, wait, 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 wait. You know, where's my study time? Where's my prayer time? Where's my scripture memory time? Where is my time of really being alone with God? And listen, let's don't hear this through the lens of the Pharisee. I'm not saying do more stuff. I'm saying be with God. You need to understand that. There's a big difference between reading the book and sitting with the author. And I want to invite you in this room today. Let's not, let's not uh, come in here and, you know, hear the, the song. Man, worship, was worship just profound? I just, I thank our worship team, man, for what they bring to the table. Literally the table of the Lord. You know, to have somebody like Steve Upple come from England, who's spoken in every national conference in England, every major conference in the year, he spoke there. And for him to come here and stand on our floor and say, this is the most profound worship experience I've ever had in my life, is, a, is saying a lot. Because it's not about trying to mimic Hillsong or trying to become Bethel. It's about discovering who God's created us to be. And cooperating with that in a way that honors him and invites him in and doesn't try and do stuff, but it's a cooperative. Listen, I'm telling you, this is the key to Christianity. God has designed you a certain way, and he wants to awaken the willingness within you to cooperate with who he's designed you to be. And so as we spend time alone with God, it just begins to awaken something within us. My prayer for this morning is that you not just hear my message. I'm going to walk you through some things, and some of it will be humorous and helpful and all those things. You know, that's all great, and that's, that's an important part of what God's asked me to do. But more than anything else, it's not that you hear a speaker, but you encounter the Savior. And man, that's the passion of our heart in this house. So come on, let's just invite that, Lord. I pray that you would truly speak to every one of our hearts, that we would know that as we walk out of this place today, we have encountered God. None of us have this figured out. We're all on a journey just trying to find our way, and you are desperately trying to help us to do so. So Lord, give us ears to hear, eyes to see, stir our hearts, I pray, in Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen, amen, amen. So these core values on this 
this little bookmark. I hope you'll take it, put it in your Bible. Um, these core values, these are characteristics that we believe God has stirred within our heart as a church family that mark our lives. In other words, the more we walk together as a family, walking with Jesus, the more we become, you see the progression, outrageously loving, passionately pursuing, consistently submitting, irrationally giving, and effectively discipling others to do the same. That's the, that's the progression. In all five weeks of these 40 days, this is what going to be our discussion in our community groups. And we're going to walk through understanding of what those things are in a greater measure. And really, ultimately, the goal here is that we connect our hearts to the heart of Christ. And how many of you know God always starts with what? He is love, so He always starts with love from the point of origin, from love in everything that He does. And as you grow in this and you understand more of what God's desiring in you and me and us, then His love begins to shine through. So here, write it in your first blank, if you would, as you've taken out your note cards. Love is an awakened lifestyle. This is about being enlightened or awakened to the love of God. This is not about trying to represent God well. I just want you to hear me say it, and we need to say it loud and clear for this generation to understand Christianity is not about you making a good presentation for Christ. That is not what Christianity is. That's religion at its finest, and that is far from what God wants. Okay? Christianity is not about you trying to be a good moral person on behalf of God. Christianity is not about you actually trying to do anything for Him, but actually Christianity is about your willingness to die to yourself so He can live through your surrendered available life. That's Christianity. This is not, I mean, every one of us in the room, there's somebody in this room, how many of you agree? We could point them, we say, this person is good. Like, we would vote them as the number one good person in the room. And their goodness doesn't compare to the goodness of God. Somebody in the room is the most, most loving person, but their love doesn't compare to the love of God. And so dying to ourselves and allowing Him to love through us is an incredible experience for our world to see and for us to have. And you know, he's more generous than you are. He's more polite, kind, loving, compassionate than you are. And uh, that is certainly the case in all of our lives. So we want to experience and know what that is. Love is an awakened lifestyle. It's a lifestyle of embracing God's love for us and expressing that love into the lives of others. I want you to hear 1 John 4 as I read these verses. And I want you to hear it from the perspective I brought just a few moments ago. Let's really embrace Him in what He's revealing through these words. Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. This is how God showed His love among us. He sent His one and only Son into the world that we might live through Him. Very important verse we want to focus on today. This is love, not that we loved God, but that He loved us. He sent His Son for us as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God loved us, God so loved us, we also ought to love one another no one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us, and His love is made complete. What was that verse I said we want to focus on? This is love, not that we love God, but that He loved us. I want you to know, God doesn't love you because you're valuable. 
You are valuable because he loves you. We need to understand the big news of the Bible is not that you love God. The big news of the Bible is that God loves you. <laughs> I mean, this is really powerful when you really stop and think about what I'm talking about. The big news of the Bible is not that you can know God. That's wonderful news, but the big news of the Bible is that God already knows you. He knows you. He sees you. He's fully aware of everything about you. You are fully known, and you are fully loved. Can you say it with me? I am fully known, and I am fully loved. Let's say it again. I am fully known, and I am fully loved. And when you embrace that, you become an outrageously loving person. When you get around love and you experience love and you know that love is on your side and awakening something within you, you will not just become loving, you will become outrageously loving. And this is our whole focus for the year of 2019. It's going to be such a challenging uh, emphasis for some of you in this room. It's going to unlock some things that you have lived with your entire life. And I am asking God, I, I, as we're in worship, I felt the Holy Spirit speaking this to me. There's this dismantling taking place in the room today. And, and I, I think of it from a DNA strand, a video that we've seen before about how that strand just disassembles. And then I thought, not everybody gets that. So what is it more like? And I thought, you know, when I was a kid growing up, I would build these snowmen. Anybody build a snowman? This, And then suddenly like a 60 degree, welcome to Oklahoma, man. You know, ice, storm, snow. And then you build a snowman and 60 degree weather comes in like it's the next day it's gone. That snowman starts to melt and dissipate and, and, and evaporate and absorbs into the ground and it's gone. That's happening in some of our lives. Strongholds have been built and we've observed them and looked at them and almost celebrated them at times. Come on, why don't you hiss the enemy away today with a clapping of your hands in declaration. God is awakening something in our hearts and lives. He's going to go deep today and through the course of the year in the mechanism that hold us back. The 2019 revelation for us this year is fully known and fully loved. And I want to ask you to keep this bookmark where you can reference that ongoingly, continually. Uh, just reflecting it, looking at it again and again. There's a song that came out, and I hadn't heard the song when the Lord spoke this word to our leadership team, and now I'm listening to it almost every single day, fully known, fully loved. It's a beautiful song, a wonderful expression of that which God has revealed for us to be able to embrace. So this in mind, I, I want you to watch, and I, I kind of did this after I prepared the message, I put this in, because I feel it's a significant um, message, and, and there's just something about it that's so, so deep when you watch a sense of struggle, a sense of anguish, and a sense of disappointment with people who just can't seem to get it through their heads just how beautiful, just how wonderful, just how magnificent they truly are. It was my choice. And now I will question myself for the next few weeks, maybe months.
We had an option of two pathways to walk, and they led to two doorways. It was a bit confronting, actually, to be honest, to see these big signs and feeling like you had to choose and be self-conscious of how you perceive yourself and perhaps if it lines up with how the rest of the world perceives you. I went through the average door. Really? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I didn't even hesitate. Mas eu acho que é mais porque eu me arrependi da escolha, porque era diferente do que eu vivo, é diferente do que eu do que eu sou. Am I choosing because of what's constantly bombarded at me, what I'm being told that I should accept, or am I choosing because that's what I really believe? I walked into that door with said average, and I didn't feel really good after that because obviously I had rated myself average and nobody else. Todos os dias eu passo pela porta comum e ontem foi um dia único e eu optei por passar pelo Bonita. I wanted to go through the average door, but my mum just pulled me over to the beautiful door. <laughs> it was quite a triumphant feeling. It was like telling the world, I think I'm beautiful. I just wish more young women realized it. I think I would walk through the beautiful door. I think the porta bonita is completely open for me. Maybe I could walk in that door. You can. Next time I look into the mirror, I will see somebody really beautiful looking back at me. Beautiful is a great word. So why not see what's on the other side of that? <laughs> Choose beautiful. What a great commercial perspective. Which door would you have chosen? That's the confronting reality, isn't it? Which door would you have chosen? You are fully known, and you are fully loved. He who knows you the best loves you the most. You can't hide any of your mistakes, <laughs> any of your failures. <clears throat> And I mean, it's amazing. God is love. When you get in the presence of God, it will completely change your life. 
We need to experience that. We need to know that. Listen, this is Christianity, experiencing God, experiencing love, transforming love that changes everything about our lives. It's so profound when you really understand. And, and I, I just want to ask you, on uh, the 26th, it's a Saturday, we are having a strengths workshop here. It's a free event. The We Child Care, and you can, they do, you know, like per kid, uh, I don't know how much. I, I, tell, I talk details and I get in trouble. Five, is that right? Oh, five. So $5 per child, and we'll be uh, offering child care during that. But uh, Rhonda Broyles is a professional strength finder presenter, and she is amazing. And we're going to spend three hours with her on that Saturday morning, the last Saturday of the month. I hope that you will be here. And, and, and let me just challenge you in something. Don't think, do I want to go to that, when we as a church family move into something like this. Don't think like that. Think like this. Because that makes you a consumer if you think like that. Do I want it? Do I not? Do I want it? Do I? God doesn't want us to be consumers. He wants us to be produce, producers. He doesn't say, you know, be faithful and multiply. He says, be fruitful and multiply. So don't think, is this something that I might want to come to? But think, who is in my five-foot circle that I could ask to come to a morning that might completely change their life. It's an entirely different perspective. It's not going to be a church service. It's a, it's a strength finders workshop emphasis, and you will laugh yourself silly uh, with her as our presenter. She's amazing. I, I promise you, you won't be disappointed. But ponder that. Think that. How can we begin to reach into the lives of those around us for these types of opportunities and situations as we walk this out? Now, we're, we're stepping into, and today I'm announcing that and we've been visiting about it a little bit, but today marks the beginning officially of what we're calling a 21-day Daniel fast. The only reason um, that we're starting today is because it's 21 days until our last Sunday, which is our worship night. So what is a Daniel fast? Uh, don't, don't fuss at me if you see me eating or drinking something that's not on your Daniel fast, okay? I'm just going gonna, gonna to put it out there. <laughs> Go easy, all right? This is the idea of a fast, okay? A Daniel fast is basically Daniel didn't eat the rich foods of the king, and he chose to eat healthier choices of vegetables and so on. So, you know, no meats, no sweets. That's kind of my objective with the Daniel fast. Don't, don't take it as a bondage, okay? Don't take it as something that's going to make God like you more because you fast. That's not the case. He loves you fully. In fact, he won't become any more aware of you because you fast, but you will become more aware of him. And over the course of these 21 days, as you're listening and getting a, a greater sensitivity and awareness of what's going to happen, there'll be a new normal that will produce a new you to be more spirit-led in your life. And so be sensitive to that, and that night on the 27th, we'll break that fast. We'll celebrate Jesus big time, and I'm going to eat a hamburger after that. Hallelujah. So we want to walk through some of that, make that connection together as a family. This week in our groups, we're going to be talking a little bit about, um, you know, just how loving are you. I want you to think in your mind. Let's, let's go through the exercise. It'll be a number you'll share in a small group. But I want you to think in your mind. You've got a black screen and white numbers are, are popping up right now. How loving are you? On a scale of 1 to 10, you get that number, you see it in your, in the, in your mind's eye, the number is there. On a scale of 1 to 10, just how loving are you? Now, I want you to think about if the people who know you 
We're describing how loving you are. What would they say your number is? And is there a discrepancy? And you start to think about that and reconcile that. That, that, That's going to be some of the language and conversation we want to have in a group discussion because it's great for you to hear me talk about these ideas shoulder to shoulder and making some deposits and seed being planted. And that's an important part of the church, the gathering of the church. But they also met house to house. Isn't that significant in Scripture? They met house to house. What that teaches us is that shoulder to shoulder is where we embrace the deposit of seeds and impartation, as the Bible would describe as the teaching of the apostles and so on. But then house to house is, not long, is no longer shoulder to shoulder. Now it's face to face, heart to heart. We're going a little deeper. We're having some vulnerable conversation. We're experiencing community on a level that you simply can't connect with on the level in this room right now. Both are very important, and but we need to discover what God desires to accomplish in the realm of community. I love you. You're forgiven. Let's eat. It's a pretty important progression of the design of our lives as we walk this out. So if you have any question about groups, let me just give you the the connect card uh, angle, okay? Those connect cards, you're going to hear about them more, but those connect cards in the seat back in front of you, fill that out, drop it in a giving station. Or take out your phone and text DESTINY to 474747. This is important. I'm taking time during my message time to tell you about this because it's important that we connect. So I, wanna, I want you to do that. As you, as you then send destiny to that number 474747, you'll get a response to your phone, and it's an online connect card. You can just fill out that connect card sitting right there. It'll go to our office, and we will help you find a group. We will answer any questions you have. We'll walk this all out together. Okay? Here's the thing we need to understand about the love of God and the love of the church. Hey, let's just quickly... Uh, How many of you here have ever been frustrated by the lack of love in the church in general? Okay, raise your hand if you've been frustrated by the lack of love in the church in general. Okay, that that is a common frustration in the world that you and I live in. Let me give a little bit of description of why that's significant for us. It's, It's your next blank. God loves you with a perfect love. Aren't you glad? God loves you with a perfect love, but you need to recognize God's family loves you with an imperfect love. The family's love, because we're fallen humanity, being redeemed by Christ, walking out, working out our salvation, our love is imperfect. (laughs) So we need to know that. God loves us with a perfect love, but the church loves us with an imperfect love. And here's the biggie. Are you ready for this? This is the biggie. Because the church loves you with an imperfect love, that's why you fit in. Isn't that great? It's awesome. Like, if you don't have it all together, then welcome to the club. And when you make mistakes, we're going to cover those mistakes and embrace you and help you explore more of the perfect love of Christ as much as we possibly can. But we will love you with an imperfect love, and I want you to know that right up front. Anybody here capable of slightly unloving behavior at times? Can I just see? Anybody ever do this? This is a great, uh, great expression of slightly unruly behavior. Cue video. I told you why we can't go to the park. No, I told you. I told you why we can't go to the park. It's closed today. 
because they're spraying for bugs. Do you want to live with creepy crawlers all over? I guarantee you don't. You really need to think about how you talk to me. You're disrespectful without even knowing my reasons why. You talk over me. You are allowed to have a, vo a voice here in 2018, you know? But it's like you're crossing the line on being disrespectful each and every time. <laughs> Guilty as charged, anybody? God's family is a family of forgiven, dysfunctional people. We just need to understand that. God's family is a family of forgiven, dysfunctional people. Our mistakes are frequent. Our love is imperfect. But we are still the bride of Christ. And even in the church's imperfection, listen carefully, your spiritual well-being is tied to your submission to her. To her, the church. We. We're baptized into each other. I mean, it's a pretty radical scripture about this important element in our lives. So I want to encourage you in that. Our challenge this week, you know, our, every week we bring a conclusion. There's, there needs to be something actionable uh, out of a, a conversation that we have. Otherwise, we're just hearing without doing. So our, we, we are a people who bring God's presence to real life. That's what we do. Have you experienced God's presence today? That's the result of our gathering together congregationally and gathering together at home. We experience God's presence in a profound way. Then we bring that to real life as we walk that out in our five-foot circle. And so I want to encourage you, your action point this week is to begin praying about those God has entrusted to your five-foot circle in life. Write their names down and pray for them specifically. This is the first 30 days of our 90-day emphasis together. So I'm finished preaching. This is, this is it. No worship conclusion today. Normally the team, you know, I've given them a, a subtle cue. Has anybody here figured out any of my cues yet? Like suddenly, you know, I give a subtle cue, and, and you, if you're not part of the worship team, you don't necessarily know when that's going to happen. But then, you like, they'll, you know, start to make the way. They didn't do that today. They're still seated over here because today we're not going to conclude in worship. Today we're going to conclude in connection out in the lobby uh, over tables, just getting to know each other, take a few minutes. We're going to give you a little extra time for that. But here's the thing I want to make sure we do before we walk out of this room. What are the three things people love to hear you say? For God so loved the world, I love you. He sent his son Jesus, you're forgiven. Behold, I stand at the door and knock, and anyone who hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and sup with him, and he with me. Revelation chapter 3. Let's eat. Do you understand the power of what I'm talking about? God does not want you to go through the motions and develop the actions that represent him well. He wants you to be with him. He wants you to be with him. So come on, let's just take a moment together, just examine our hearts. The Bible says examine yourself to see if you're in the faith. Lord, today we are asking that you would speak to us personally, powerfully, deep within our heart. I know that you're going to unlock some things that will help us learn how to love ourselves because you tell us to love others as we love ourselves. Lead us into a greater revelation of that, Lord, through the course of this year, we pray. 
as a family. Lord, help us to grow deeper together in that understanding. And I pray, Lord, that you would help every one of us recognize the steps and the stages that you've called us to take moving forward in Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Come on, let's just pray in agreement today. Let me ask you, you don't have to close your eyes for this, but, but let me just ask, how many of you agree there's more to God than where I've been? Can I just get a witness? <laughs> I want to go, I, I mean, whatever that step is for you, I'm always trying to encourage you to take a step. Maybe that step is that you get more serious about showing up to church. That might be a good step. Maybe the step is, okay, part of the church, step into a group. I really encourage you to take that step. Maybe it's when we gather to worship, we don't spend half the worship time trying to shake off all the condemnation, but we start rehearsing the Scripture that says, therefore there is now no condemnation of those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Christ Jesus the law of the Spirit of life has set me free from the law of sin and death. Well, the law was powerless to do it, it was weakened by the sinful nature. God did by sending His own Son in the likeness of sinful. Maybe, maybe that's your next step. You begin to rehearse the Scriptures that set you free, so you show up in this place ready to release something in the kingdom of God. Whatever that step is for you, I want to encourage you, take a step. Maybe it's moving from worship like this to this. Maybe it's like this to this. Maybe it's like this to this. Maybe it's just full-blown both hands up, but they told me not to raise my hands up because I've got armpit sweats going on in my shirt right now. You understand? You can do that there, though, because not everybody's looking at you. And so whatever that is, I just want to encourage you, take a step. So come on, let's all pray this prayer of lordship and declaration today. Would you say this with me out loud? Say, Lord Jesus, I'm hungry for more. You're the Savior of the world. You came to redeem humanity. I need you as my Savior and as the Lord of my life. I receive your love at work deep within my soul. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Come on, let's celebrate his love and his life. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord.